Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to my podcast. So today we're going to be talking about intentional communication. Now, there's a few ways that I want to talk about this, but there's two kind of big examples that I'm going to be bringing into it. And this might evolve into a two-part episode. Who knows? Stay tuned, right? So intentional communication, the first part that I want to speak into is before we communicate with someone, bringing our awareness to our intention of how we want them to feel is such a powerful, powerful way of communicating. Now, this can be used in so many different ways. So if you're listening to this and you're a psychic reader, setting your intention before the session to bring through messages that deliver uplifting guidance um, can be really powerful and it can really, really help you channel in the right messages. Setting an intention to bring through guidance that is uplifting or confidence building, all of that. And often as you set your intention, it'll drop in, you know, what you need to be doing as well. Now, this is so true of every part of our life. So I've just used the psychic reading, you know, um, example there. But, you know, if you're a mother and you want to have a conversation with your child and you're concerned that something's going on at school, right? Sitting down and having a thought process about your intention behind the conversation, the intention of how you want your child to feel in that conversation is everything now it's something that we don't often stop to do but you know say you think they're getting in trouble at school what's going on at school you realize with your languaging you're perhaps making them feel a little bit defensive you're making them feel like oh gosh I'm getting in trouble so how can we change how can we just bring our awareness to how do I want my child to feel hey babes what's going on at school I really want to support you what's happening how can I help you See how that just changes my wording so fluidly, not because I'm great with language, not because I'm even incredible at communication, right? Because I've changed my intention of the conversation. This can come up in so many different ways. When I'm coaching, um, and particularly when I'm coaching around relationships or marriages or, you know, they're one and the same, but um, I will always say, what is your intention behind the communication? What do you want more of? Or tap back into, right, how do you want that person to feel? So often by proxy, particularly in our relationships, when we're feeling frustrated with our husband, we will communicate with them. But if we actually stop and check our intention, our intention is to make them feel shame. Our intention is to make them feel like they're doing a shit job and they're in the bad books. That's our intention, right? But we can shift that intention not only to how we want them to feel, but how we want them to respond. What is the outcome that we are hoping for with this communication? Now, this is not to be confused with controlling because we can't control anything. We can't control anyone's responses. We can't control anyone's reactions. We can't control what anyone does. But we can control our intention for communicating. So there's so many examples that I could go into, but let me go into one with my husband. Um, And then now now none are going to drop into my mind. Okay. All right. So um, it takes us ages to get the kids to bed. And last night we take in turns of getting Seb to bed because he's the one that struggles to get to sleep the most. And last night Dan came in, so he'll lay in bed with Seb and just scroll his phone. And he came into bed last night and he started scrolling his phone as soon as he came into bed. And I cracked the shits. And 
I was like, so what's up? I'm like, you just fucking get in bed and you've just been scrolling with Seb and you're just fucking scrolling now. I wanted to make him feel shit. That was the subconscious intention behind my communication. I wanted to make him feel shit. The actual need that I wanted and what I wanted to express was, I don't feel very important when you do that. I don't feel like you're really excited to spend some quality time with me without the kids. Like, I don't feel like you're interested in me at all. My intention behind the conversation, actions-wise, is to bring it to his awareness that that's how that makes me feel. And perhaps we can find a better solution. You know, we do these behaviours. We've been together for 23 years or something like that. And as parents of two kids, we've been parents of 12 years. There's subconscious behaviours that we slip into that we don't realise are affecting the other person. Mine is I like to scroll when he's driving. Drives him nuts. I didn't realise until he told me. And I've been driving him nuts for ages. It's like, I don't feel important when you scroll when we drive. He's like, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm just disassociating from the kids fighting the back, you know. Um. Anyway, I'm digressing a little bit from the subject. But that's just a few examples of how we really need to check our intention before we communicate with someone. Now, this can be really true and it's often very true for me. Um, say I'm when I'm when, blah, 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 blah. not so much now. No, yes, it still happens now. Let's not get on our high horse here, Janelle. But particularly a lot of a lot when Seb was younger, um, someone would make a comment, you know, in regards to his behavior or my parenting, or probably his behavior that I took as my parenting, and I would respond, right? And I would respond in a way that I was reactive and they hurt me and I wanted to hurt them. Actually did it not too long ago recently. Um, when someone made a comment about my nephew and she was wearing a ridiculous bucket hat and I just said to her, nice hat. My intention behind that comment was to make her feel stupid, to make her feel dumb for wearing that hat. I'm not proud of that intention. That was a retaliation for hurting my nephew and hurting my nephew's feelings. But I didn't take a moment to check my intention behind the communication. I reflect now and I go, yeah, that's not who I want to be, you know. And then then my ego goes, maybe, <laughs> maybe you are that person that just sticks out for your family. But if I was having a conversation with someone who's important to me, because, of course, when we're having conversations with someone who's really important to us, the intention becomes so much more important. Now, that doesn't mean that our intention is always like, I need you to make sure that you know that you're loved. My intention is to make this person feel loved. My intention is to make this person feel supported. My intention is to make this person feel seen. Sometimes my intention is to make someone feel uncomfortable. So when somebody does have a comment about parenting or my child's behavior or, you know, something just that feels really um, ignorant towards neurospicy kids, my intention with a retaliation is to make them feel uncomfortable. It's to make them go, oh, I feel a bit wobbly in my beliefs right now. So my intention might be to just knock them down off their little high holes just a little bit and feel a bit wobbly in what they're sharing and believing. That can be my intention to plant a seed, right? So my intention on how I want them to feel when they hear what I say, when they read my response, is a little bit open-minded, a little bit wobbly. Now, if I just retaliate out of pure anger, have done, um, or defensiveness, my intention is probably going to get lost. Because if I'm like, fuck you, you know, no one's going to listen to a word I have to say. And again, it's not my job to make them listen. But I really love that it checks in with my integrity when I go, how do I want this person to feel after their reaction or interaction with me? Yeah. And most of the time that is some form of nice emotion. 
but not always. Sometimes it's uncomfortability. Sometimes I want them to feel small. That is not a spiritually inlined answer, but sometimes that's the truth, especially if someone is an authority figure and they're throwing their weight around. I want them to feel a little bit smaller. I want them to feel a bit wobbly on their perch. It's part of what I do. I'm a disruptor. When I'm coaching, sometimes my intention is to make my client feel uncomfortable, to re-examine. Okay. Most of the time, my intention through communication is to make them feel on top of the world, to make them feel confident, to make them feel fucking like they're ready to take the world by storm, to make them feel beautiful. You know, our intention behind our words is everything. And sometimes it actually doesn't matter what else, what we are saying because our intention is so loud and clear behind the words. And you'll recognize that if someone said something to you in a sassy way, it's like, mm, nice skirt, I love it. You know that, that intention was not, not nice. <laughs> So our intentions don't always have to be kind, right? They don't always have to be uplifting. Our intention can be to put someone back in their place, right? But coming back to how do you want that person to feel after the interaction with you, I think is so powerful because it allows us to act in integrity instead of like, I feel bad. I shouldn't have said that. I had plenty of those moments too. But as I said before, and I got distracted because I do and because Seb woke up at 3 a.m. again this morning. Woo! Um, <laughs> it becomes so much more important to locate and confirm and consolidate our intention prior to communicating with someone that we love, particularly someone that we love that has wronged us, done the wrong thing, crossed a boundary or whatever that is. What's my intention? How do I want them to feel after this communication? And that might be like, I want them to feel like I love them, but I'm pissed off with them. I want them to feel like it's going to be okay, but I'm angry with you right now. Does that make sense? Because often we communicate without intention. We, we communicate subconsciously. Someone's hurt us, so we hurt them. It's like 98% of the way humans interact, right? But when we pull back that and we go, hang on a moment, now I'm going to get this off my chest. Often people say, I want to get this off my chest. I say it too, right? I want to offload it onto you. No, I want to move this because it's going to become a bit of a, um, it's going to become a, I can't think of the word. It's going to become a divide between us. I want to shift this. Let's talk about it. Let me share with you how I feel. Let's clear the air. Let me get this off my chest. You know, you can say it, but it's kind of like, let me give this to you. I'm just going to say something, you know, and I will always, often, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't like to be an always person, but I will often say, I just really want to share this with you so that I don't sit on it and get resentful or make it bigger than it needs to be. This is how I feel when. You know, um, I've spoken on the podcast before about, conversations that can be really uncomfortable and really stretchy and recently I had one I told you about this a few months ago I voice noted someone I said hey I don't like the way that I treated you when you walked into the room the other day that's not in line with who I am to be honest I'm confused because I'm I'm feeling angry towards your behavior and what you did but I also want to let you know that I'm here for you but I'm also angry <laughs> We can be more than one thing, right? Conversations and human communication, behavior, relationships are not 
linear. They are not fucking simple. They cannot be simplified. But the purpose of this episode is to literally just bring our awareness to when we're responding, how do I want that person to feel? Now, for me, the biggest example of ego coming through would be one, when I'm defending my parenting, but two, when I was running a big events company, you know, I was, we were the name, Bushka Photo Booth, right? We weren't the people behind it. In this business, it's me. So if someone comes at me, well, Jesus, okay. But running a big business, we would get people whinging or being rude or, you know, whatever it was. And in my response, how would I want them to feel? Silly. Wrong. (laughs) You know? Whereas now there's a much more well-rounded approach as to like, oh, I need to accept my boundaries here. I need to let them know where I'm at, but I also want to let my customer feel really cared about instead of I just want them to feel wrong. Depends what day. Depends where in my cycle I am. <laughs> no, I'm joking here. But I just, yeah, I wanted to share this with you. I read about it. I think it was a Glennon, Glennon Doyle teaching um, where she received an email that was really, really quite awful. And she reacted to that and she drafted it and she gave it to a friend to read. And, and she thought it was great. And she thought it was really putting the person back in their box, right? And it was. And then she, <laughs> her mentor said, okay, how do you want this person to feel when you read it? And she reads it. And she said, stupid, worthless. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm listening to that come out of my mouth and that's not how I want anyone to feel. So when we bring it back to those words, how do I want this person to feel? That's powerful, right? And again, uncomfortable is okay too. Sometimes we need to assert our boundaries. Sometimes it's actually our role to call someone forward, to say that's not on. That's okay. So don't allow this conversation or this podcast to shrink you down to, allow, you know, making it your job to make people feel comfortable. Not the case. It's not our job to make people feel great either. This is just an awareness. This is a podcast to activate and bring awareness to that element of ourselves where we go, okay, as a result of this conversation, how do I want this person to feel? You know, and parenting is a great example of where we fuck it up. My daughter, creative, brilliant, incredible child, messiest kid you'll ever meet, ever. Her room, like, I can't even describe it. (laughs) And last night I was like, you need to go in your room. I thought she's three times. She hadn't done it. Had enough. And I really, like, I don't often resort to shaming as a parent, but I was like, this is disgusting. You should be shaming yourself. And then I was like, oh, God. I don't think I said this, you should be shaming yourself. I think I said something like, how do you live in here? This is gross. It's disgusting. And my intention behind those words was to make my child feel shame, you know, instead of making them feel capable enough to clean it up. So parenting is where we're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. But if we can bring some intention, if we can bring some awareness to how do I want this person to feel before I communicate with them, it's going to go a long way. Love to hear your thoughts on this one, my love. Have a beautiful day. Bye.